Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Hey everyone, welcome back to the On My Mind podcast. My name is Ava, I'm your host. Thanks for being here today. I hope you had a lovely weekend. It's the last week of November, which is wild. And then the end of the year is near, literally so soon, which is so crazy to me. I had a really lovely Thanksgiving. You guys are gonna be mind blown when I tell you this. I have been waiting to talk about this because you're not gonna believe. I made homemade apple pie homemade to the point where I also made the dough. I made the crust. Mike and I did it together. I just felt like, you know what? I'm at the age where I should probably be contributing my own thing to a Thanksgiving meal. 23 now, I can't just be like piggybacking off what my parents bring, especially since I live on my own. So I really wanted to make something and I just felt like apple pie is the most festive Thanksgiving dessert. And I was really excited to make it. I have never really baked something so intricate before. Not that it was even crazy hard, but it was just so new for me. I followed this recipe from Natasha's Kitchen. It's an amazing recipe. I got so many compliments and everyone loved it. We were so happy about that. It tasted amazing. But yeah, we made the dough, which was really fun. It was kind of a whole debacle because it's really messy making dough. You know, you're making... you're making it from flour and sugar and uh, it was a whole thing, but it turned out to be a success to the point where I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to be a little baking girly now. So I literally bought a hand mixer with a Black Friday sale at Target. I think it was $30 off a KitchenAid one, not the one that like stands still on your counter. I'm not at that level yet, but it's just a little hand mixer because I think I want to get more into baking And yeah, it was just really fun. Also, the validation from everyone saying that they loved our pie made us really happy. And I was very proud of it. I can't believe I successfully did that. I think I might have more luck with baking than I do with cooking. I don't know. I felt it was really fun to bake. I I have been enjoying cooking more recently too, but something about baking, I just feel like there's more of a, a higher mood to it. Something about it. I don't know. And then this weekend, we actually decorated the entire apartment which was so fun. We didn't get to do that together last year. Well, we didn't live together last year, first of all. You're still eh, like kind of newly dating-ish, newly being boyfriend and girlfriend. But last year, he was also in the Philippines for like the first two weeks of December. So this year, it was really nice. We got to go to Target together and we bought a bunch of decorations. I still had decorations from last year too. And we spent literally the entire weekend decking this place out. We did the viral uh, like Pinterest thing. I'm sure you've seen it where you put bows on your cabinets so it looks like a present. It's so extra and I love it. It was actually Micah's idea. He wanted to do that because he saw it and it definitely makes the living area so festive, especially because in my apartment, it's like all one space. So it's so festive. We decorated the tree. I did film a little video. So holiday vlogs are coming soon to my YouTube channel if you want to get in the spirit with me. And yeah, it was really fun. It looks so good. It's so cozy in here. There's so many 
lights and uh, it was just so fun so nice I'm the type of person I feel like a month is a perfect amount of time for me to have decorations up anything earlier I feel like I would get tired of it but honestly maybe I'll feel different one day when I have a whole house to decorate and it takes me forever maybe I'll want to enjoy it a little bit longer but yeah I've always been a day after Thanksgiving decorator not a November 1st decorator I think there's two types of people and I'm definitely the former so those are all my updates. I just went to a Pilates class, which was really nice. I haven't worked out in five or six days over the holiday weekend. I just said to myself, you know what? You're just going to fully enjoy this. Do your thing. Eat away. And that was really nice and enjoyable, but it actually felt really good to move a bit today. Drinking a little iced latte right now. And then after this, I'm actually going to go and do some pottery I finally got the membership to my studio. If you have been keeping up with either my YouTube or my Instagram, you know that I've been doing pottery maybe for three or four months now. And up until this point, I've just been taking lessons because I wanted to understand the fundamentals of it, know how to do it properly, know what I'm doing. And so I took lessons, learned how to do a lot of stuff. And then I decided, you know what? I think I'm comfortable with where I'm at. I still have a lot to learn, but I think it's time to kind of do my own thing. And so I bought a membership and I'm going to go after this. It's going to be my first time going without an instructor there to kind of help me and coach me through things. So I'm really excited. I'm also a little nervous because she did help me out a bit if I wasn't sure about something or, you know, I messed something up. But I'm actually really excited to kind of find my own style with doing pottery and I'm hoping to actually make a few little gifts for Christmas. So I want to get started on that just because it's a whole process. I feel like today is kind of my day to bang out a couple of gifts that I want to make for people, which I feel like will be really cool. Hopefully it turns out good. I will keep you all updated. You can follow my journey because I'll definitely be posting about it. But I'm actually so excited. I made a little Pinterest board last night of just different inspirations of things that I wanted to do because with my class, you had certain things that they were teaching you and I really liked that, but I also kind of want to get, see if I can get a little more creative, like I said, find my own style with pottery. So very excited about that. It is raining, pouring outside and I actually love it because I just think that's the closest I can get here to cozy Christmas vibes because when it's sunny, I'm not in the Christmas spirit as much when it's honestly in the winter. Well, after Christmas, I'm like, okay, stop. <laughs> but in the month of December, I'm just like, I want the cozy vibes. It makes it feel a little bit more like a proper winter. So I have my red rain boots ready to go. Go splash around. Wearing rain boots makes me feel like a little kid and I absolutely love it. They are bright red. They're so obnoxious. I'm obsessed. Anyway, to get into today's episode, I think this is going to be our last advice sesh of the year. Well, eh, maybe. I think so. It's number 11. We've done 11 of these over the last year and a half of this podcast. So number 11 today. I'm so excited. I love these episodes. As always, take these with a grain of salt. This is just one person's opinion based on my own life experiences. And so you have to do what's right for you. But hopefully this advice does help. I asked you guys to ask questions on things you needed advice on on the podcast Instagram. So if you're not following that and you want to participate in future episodes, definitely make sure you give it a follow just so you can, you know, ask a question or be a part of an episode when we do more interactive episodes like this. And let's get into it. I feel like by now, you know that when I love something, I need to share it. So on today's segment of that, 
I wanted to talk to you about one of my favorite products recently. I love long natural lashes. It's one of the first things I notice about other people. And recently I've been using the Revive 7 Lash Serum. I used to be in a phase where I was doing the whole lash extension thing, but I have just really learned to embrace my natural lashes but I also wanted to grow them out a bit. The Revive 7 Lash Serum visibly improves the fullness and thickness of your natural lashes within 7 to 28 days of daily use, and it's made with only 7 ingredients, all being clean. It's possible to get significant, real results without harmful ingredients, and the Revive 7 Lash Serum is clinically tested and recommended by dermatologists, so there's no need to stress, and most importantly, it's cruelty-free and has a vegan formula. Just like brushing my teeth or my skincare routine, I've been using Lash Serum every day and making it a habit. You just apply a little bit on the lash line kind of like eyeliner and you're good to go I feel like I've seen such an improvement which is so exciting and my confidence is definitely boosted because now whenever I do my makeup and I curl my lashes they're a lot longer and fuller and I'm just so happy with the results so if you're interested in the revive seven lash serum I have a little code for you to save 10% on your next order. Use the code on my mind 10. That's the code on my mind to 10 at revivescience.com definitely check it out how to set boundaries with men being nice to them gives a wrong impression i totally understand this it is such a hard balancing act and it sucks that we have to even experience and go through this because i totally have been there where if you're mean you don't know what's going to happen to you you don't know if they're dangerous if they will do something to you and it's just scary because then if you're a little too nice they're going to take that the very wrong way i think you could be polite but standoffish. It's funny, I kind of had this experience yesterday. I was in a restaurant getting a gift card for my grandparent and I had to go to the bar to get a gift card and there's these group, this group of four definitely older men. They were in their like 30s, 40s, probably have a family at home, which also just boils my blood again. I don't know, but I, I said what I said. <laughs> And I'm getting this gift card. And as soon as I walk up, I just get a vibe. I'm like, okay, they all just stop their conversation and look at me. Ew, uncomfortable. I don't make eye contact. And I'm doing my thing, asking for the gift card. And one of the guys was like, oh, how nice of you. I wish I could get a gift card here. And I don't even look up at him. I just go, hmm. Like, I don't engage. I think engaging just gives them more ammunition and things to go off of. I try to be so boring and so standoffish, not mean, not inherently mean because that will just bring out a beast, but honestly just not give them anything to work with. And it's very situational. You have to really understand your surroundings. It's a scary world. I really think you have to assess who's around, how you think you should handle it in your gut. I didn't really feel threatened or anything, but just the way they all stopped talking and I could feel them looking at me, but I did not turn my head to look at them back. And then he just made another comment and I just kept it very like short and could be taken as rude maybe with not giving a full response, but I don't owe someone a conversation. I don't owe somebody a smile if they're making me feel uncomfortable. I think everyone has a different approach to it. Some people like to make them uncomfortable back, but like I said, I think you just have to gauge the situation and always put your safety first. My boyfriend is so good to me, but I don't know how to feel like I'm actually lovable. Help. I totally understand this. And I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to you and learning how to love yourself, which I think is really important before you even get into a relationship, but you can still do it when you're in one. I think 
it takes being really intentional, spending more time with yourself to understand yourself more. I think to understand yourself is to love yourself. And I think in that situation, it has to come from you. I think if you're in a romantic relationship and you don't feel that love for yourself, no matter what someone else does, it will never fill that void that only you can. And so I think it takes a lot of deep inner work, spending time with yourself, getting to know yourself, like I said, and that is 100% possible to do in a relationship. You just have to really put in the effort to do that. But I believe in you. I've been there before. And I think it's really important to do that for yourself and find that within yourself. I'm in my lazy girl era. How do I get out of it? You know, sometimes if you're in that era, you just kind of have to lean into it. There's different phases and periods of life. And I've been there. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to lean into it because it's not always going to be like this. But if you're kind of ready to get out of it, I think starting slow is the best. Incorporating little habits one at a time. I think when you try to incorporate too many habits at once, it just gets overwhelming. You're not even going to do it because it's just too big of a thing to tackle. Start off one thing at a time. Maybe be like, okay, tomorrow I'm just going to go for a 10-minute walk. And then the next day I'm going to go for a 10-minute walk and do something else productive, whatever it is. I have a phone addiction. How do I stop it? First of all, you're not alone. I think a lot of us in this generation experience this at some point or another. It's crazy because I used to have a screen time of anywhere from five to six hours a day average, which is nuts given, yes, I do a lot of work on my phone, but also eh, a lot of it. I just use that as an excuse sometimes, honestly, because I don't need to be on my phone as much as I am sometimes. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And then recently, Maybe over the last two months, I have my notifications turned on for my screen time. So every Sunday, it'll update me like, oh, your screen time was up this week for an average of however many hours or down this week. The last two months, every Sunday, it's been down. Your screen time was down for, your screen time was down 30% for an average of two hours or three hours a day, which, okay, still might be a lot, but for me, cutting that in half has been crazy. And I remember the first time that showed up, I was like, wait, what? I didn't even consciously decide that I'm going to use my phone less. I think I just started adding so many other things into my life that had nothing to do with my phone, like activities such as reading, doing pottery, different hobbies, I guess. So I think crowding other things into your life that have nothing to do with your phone will really help you instead of just being like, okay, I'm not going to use my phone. Because that's a really hard habit to break, but when you introduce other things into your life that take you away from your phone, it is just a direct, it makes a direct impact, which is really great. And I feel like that's an easier way to do it. So I would definitely try crowding other things, other activities into your life. It has honestly felt so good to not be on my phone as much. And yeah, I've noticed a direct correlation in my mood. So try it out for a week, see how you feel. And I feel like you will feel better So you're going to be wanting to feel that way again, which gives you motivation to kind of start breaking that addiction. I'm moving into my own apartment for the first time. Tips for loneliness. First of all, congratulations. That is so exciting. It's going to be such a good chapter of your life and you're going to make so many good memories, learn so much about yourself. I'm really excited for you. Tips for loneliness. I definitely went through that myself. I think having background noise on is really nice, whether it's just soft background music playing a lot of the time from your TV that's just constantly going or buy a speaker for yourself, honestly, and just have your phone connected to it. 
background music, background noise really helps, especially when you're living alone or just having your comfort TV show that you don't really need to be paying attention to just playing all the time. For me, that would be Gossip Girl or Vampire Diaries. I watched that constantly when I first moved in because it was just so quiet and I wasn't used to living in a place with, you know, I used to live with my parents. So it was really different just living by myself and not having someone check in on me or hearing other noises and voices in the house. So having your comfort show on makes you feel definitely a lot less alone. And I also just think keeping in touch with people is very nice. Phone calls, FaceTime calls, I think that really, really helps. And also just making your place into a cozy space for you with good mood lighting, soft lighting, blankets, whatever a cozy place feels like to you, create that for yourself because I feel like it'll just make it a very nice environment for you to be in. Advice on cooking when you can't cook but need to. Honestly, follow a recipe. I would have no faith in myself trying to make an apple pie from scratch given that's baking, not cooking, but similar concept. Following a recipe, it's really hard to mess that up unless you mistake in a tablespoon for a teaspoon or a teaspoon for a tablespoon. You really can't mess up recipes that have it all laid out for you. So find something you want to make, look up a simple recipe for that, and then try it. Because I forgot that recipes exist and I've always just felt like, oh, I have to make up something. I have to come up with something. I don't know how to season this. I don't know how to cook this. People lay it out for you and I feel like maybe getting a recipe book. But honestly, there's a lot of recipes online that is super helpful to just start out simple and have the directions laid out for you. Advice for creating better routines. I like this question. I think that's something a lot of us want to do, especially as the new year comes up. I think a lot of people want to perfect their morning routine, their night routine, their workout routine. And I think building good routines comes from building good habits. So honestly, get a piece of paper or do it in your notes app on your phone or something and put what your ideal routine would look like for whatever section of your life and add whatever habits you want to have. Include those in there. Make it easy for yourself. I think making things simple for yourself makes it easier to follow. When you have a 30-step morning routine, are you going to follow that every day? No. And then when you don't, you're going to feel like a failure. So keep it simple. I used to do way too much with my morning routine and then I would never do it that much. So I feel like you have to keep it realistic for yourself. What can you actually do in the morning? What can you actually do for a workout routine or a night routine? Whatever it is, whatever routine you want to build in your life, keep it simple, make it easy. Put a few habits in there that you really want to incorporate into your life. And I think by writing it down or visually seeing it, you can create your ideal routine and then start to incorporate that into your life. You could go cold turkey and just start doing it all at once or incorporate it slowly so you can ease into it, whatever would work better for you. Maintaining your relationship with your parents after moving out. I think it takes effort from both ends, texting, reaching out. It depends how far you move away from them. If you are close enough where maybe you're a 30 minute hour away, try to go once a month or twice a month, whatever works for you. It really depends how far away you are. If you're a long distance, I think just keeping that connection with them and calling them, FaceTiming them, making them feel included in your life, still knowing what's going on in theirs, because you go from knowing about each other's day every single day to not being a part of the little moments in their life. So I think catching up and keeping on top of that is very important and putting in the effort to see them if and when you can. And when you do spend time with them, being really intentional about it 
and making sure it's quality time, you're present when you're there, enjoying it. I think that is a really good way to maintain your relationship. Your relationship with your parents is going to change when you move out. That's just the nature of it. It comes with a lot of emotions because I don't know, it's a weird thing to go from living with someone most of your life to not having them around for questions or conversation. So yeah, I think it comes down to effort and what you can do. I want to start a small business, but I'm scared to start. Well, let me motivate you a little bit. There is probably someone out there who's doing what you want to do, starting a small business, who's less qualified than you to do that because they're just going for it and they're not holding themselves back with fear. And so you have the ability to do it. It's just a matter of getting over that hump and just doing it. I don't think when you're starting something big or new in your life, it's never that easy to just start. And that's why you can't really think about it. You just have to do it sometimes. Yes, in terms of starting a business, that does take a little bit more planning, but you never know until you try. And you certainly don't want to live your life having that regret one day of being like, oh, I should have just tried because now I'll never know. At least if you try, you'll know. There's always going to be things that are scary when you're starting something new and that's just the nature of it but don't let the fear of looking stupid hold you back from doing what you want to do or letting the fear of failure hold you back because failure is a part of life failure actually teaches you a lot and yeah i think you should do it how to have natural charisma i love this question charisma confidence it's kind of all a part of the same group here i think walking into a room with confidence is standing up straight, literally picturing your energy flowing out from you. Stick with me here. (laughs) And just picturing yourself as this welcoming, positive person and positive energy. I think energy shifts are so real. People's energies are so real. I'm not huge into the logistics of all of that. But I do believe in feeling other people's energy simply because I'm pretty sure we've all experienced it where there's a vibe in a room. You're with a group of people. The group is happy. Someone walks in and the vibe just shifts because of how their energy is. Maybe it's more sour, more moody. That's why I think people's energies are very real and you can feel them so strongly. At least I know I can. So anyway, picturing that eye contact is very attractive. Eye contact conveys again confidence and honestly just sounding sure of yourself even if you're not there have been times where i've been so socially anxious in those kinds of environments awful but i don't think you would ever know because i would maintain eye contact i would not fidget with my hands i have a very bad habit of that when i'm anxious i will pick up my thumbs i will play with my fingers i will just braid my hair i have all these habits it takes a very conscious effort to break that sometimes when i want to convey confidence. Also, I think something that's very charismatic is when someone's speaking to you, not really interrupting and interjecting interjecting, and just listening to them. When they're talking, thinking about what you're going to say next, really just listening to them and responding after they're done. This has helped me become such a good listener. Again, I think a lot of it came down to me being very anxious socially and with new people. But when someone would be talking, instead of really listening to what they had to say, I would just be planning what I was going to say next. And I think that didn't make me present in the conversation. I do think that's pretty noticeable. And so now I just try to remain really present. I focus on what they're saying. I give them my attention. I nod or I smile, but I don't really interject them. I think letting people speak and then really being present during that, listening and then responding instead of 
trying to plan that out and just not being in that moment, I think that is also very charismatic. I also just find people who are constantly smiling very charismatic. Like the perfect amount of smiling. You want to be a little mysterious, not like a fat smile plastered on your face the whole time. Something very natural. But yeah, I think a good balance of being like mysterious, but also smiling just gives you a very welcoming, warm energy. And I think that is like the most charismatic, confident, conveying thing that you could do. Do you think it's possible to be friends with an ex, especially if the breakup was mutual? Do I think it's possible? Yes. Would I ever want to do this? No. Not meaning that you can't be on good terms with someone and just leave it be. I just feel like it gets sticky, say if you are friends with an ex, and then you get into a new relationship. I don't think that's, I mean, again, everyone has different boundaries, but I wouldn't be okay with that for someone else. And I also wouldn't want an ex in my life, even if it was mutual, it was fine, you are like friendly and okay now. I think there's like a different level of like being okay and being cordial and then being genuinely friends. I feel like that could send the wrong message. You don't want to make your partner uncomfortable. That's where it can get sticky if you do remain friends because then it's like, oh, you get into a new relationship. What are you going to do? Just like suddenly cut them off out of nowhere. I mean, you could, but yeah, that's something that you might have to think about and consider later on. But I think in the moment when people are breaking up, it's very normal to be like, we're going to remain friends. We're going to remain, remain in each other's lives because it's very hard to let go of something. And that change is very scary. So you got to do what's right for you. So yes, I think it's possible for certain people. Not for me. I wouldn't want that. Like I have seen situations where it's worked out for people. But again, I just think it's kind of weird when they get into a new relationship and it's like, ah, it's kind of like Selling Sunset. I don't know if you guys watch it, but Jason and Chriselle used to date. And now Jason has a new girlfriend and Chriselle was like the love of his life. And his new girlfriend seems okay with it, but I know a woman... And there's no, I don't think any person would be ecstatic that their partner is like friendly or even very close friends with an ex-partner. I don't know. Everyone's different. So that's just what I think. But yeah, sometimes I feel like even when a breakup is mutual, there's someone that still might have a little bit of lingering feelings and that's where it can get messy if you're still in their life and you're not really giving each other the space to fully move on and heal from the breakup. Do I think it's more possible if you have time and distance apart? Yes, but when you automatically go from, okay, we're breaking up the next day, we're just going to be friends. That transition is so harsh and abrupt. It's really hard to separate the feelings and that's where I think it can get messy. So you got to do what's right for you at the end of the day. All right, last one, how to be more productive when you're not motivated. I understand this because I've been feeling that lately. I haven't been motivated at all. I have a severe lack of motivation. So it comes down to your discipline, how bad you want something, and also just getting up and doing it, not thinking about it. Because for me, when I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do this, and then I just sit there and I let it rot, just get up and do it. Don't even think about it. That is something that helps me so much. Instead of thinking about how badly I don't want to do it, just get up and do it. And I feel like even that simple act of just starting something will help you keep doing it because I think the hardest part is starting. So instead of overthinking about starting, literally just start on whatever tasks that you have to do. I also always feel very motivated after listening to a motivational podcast or YouTube video because I'm like, if someone else can do it, so can I. I find that really motivating and inspiring and it definitely gets me going. If you're listening to this right now and that was your question, this is me personally telling you, get up, get going and do it. You can. 
You just have to get it, get the ball rolling. And I promise you'll feel amazing after. Motivation is something that comes and goes. So I don't think it's something we can rely on. I think you have to rely on your discipline. And that goes for a lot of things in life. And that being said, that wraps up, I think, our last advice sesh of the year, unless I do one for the new year. We'll see. But thank you so much for listening. Like I said, you can take this advice. You can leave it. Take certain parts of it. Do whatever is best for you. This is just one girl's opinion based on my own experiences and my own opinions. So it's okay to, you know, think differently. We're all different. That's what's beautiful. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Hopefully you found it a little bit helpful. And that was everything on my mind.